0: Right when I check in, a kid does a step back dribble through the legs and drains a three, and I think he might have been eight or nine.
1: Welcome back to the news cycle. I'm Noah Meyer, and today is Monday, January 29th. Today, the news cycle highlights youth sports across Davis. I interviewed Robert Larson, head of the city's junior basketball program. Additionally, Sean Campbell investigates whether or not youth sports are too competitive and Boy on Choice spotlights refereeing in Davis youth sports. Robert Larson is a community service program coordinator in the Parks and Recreation Department at the City of Davis. He is personally in charge of running the youth basketball program, which involves hundreds of kids from 3rd to 6th grade. The program also has connections with Davis High, with many volunteers coming from students at DHS. I sat down with Larson to talk about the basketball program,
0: so my name is Robert Larson. I work with the City of Davis and the Parks and Community Services Department uh, as one of their program coordinators. Growing up, I had a lot of friends that played basketball, so it was just a great way for me to stay in shape and kind of developed a love and a passion for it through that. And just kind of over the years, you know, through uh, elementary school and middle school, uh, kept playing it. And fortunately, this year, got to oversee our City of Davis Junior basketball program, which has been a lot of fun so far.
1: How much goes into kind of preparing for a season? Because I know it's a it's
0: a huge undertaking, right, to get the program off the ground. How much kind of sure. goes into it? So since this is my first go, I think we started planning for this back in September. And so a lot of that is just making sure we have all the correct teams ready to go, working with our registration staff to not only get it set up but start promoting it to just the Davis public and the community. And then from the very beginning, it's, You know, we're hiring staff, getting people in there that can not only be a coach, but we're looking for referees and scorekeepers going through the hiring process, background checks. And then once registration actually starts, then it's, hey, now we're talking with the community and now we're talking with families if they have any questions, trying to get them on the correct teams. And then from that point on, it's, you know, ordering all the jerseys, getting staff trained, uh, making sure that if we do run into any registration issues, hey, I'm going to be the one available to help them out with that. And then also setting up our coaches meeting, coaches clinics, uh, staff training. So there's a lot that goes on into it uh, just because of the sheer number of teams that we have. So if it was on a smaller scale, hey, it would be a little bit easier. Um, But the fact that we do have such a large program. So I think this year we have roughly around 50 teams and 480 players total. So it's a lot to go through at times. I think we're finally getting to that point where it is all starting to come together for us since we already had our first, you know, series of games this past weekend, but it's a lot of work, but it's just, Hey, attention to detail. Uh, and then just making sure, you know, moving forward, just not forgetting stuff. is kind of the main thing.
1: What's your favorite part about running the program?
0: I think going to the games, honestly, it's, you know, all the preparation stuff, uh, can be time consuming. It's a lot of work, but then when you actually get out there, you see the kids playing, I know this year was the first time we actually switched over to basketball jerseys, which I was kind of surprised about. So that was one of the first things that I wanted to do uh, was actually get basketball jerseys out there. And so to see them put it on for the first time, how excited they were, seeing them score and how happy the parents were. So I think that's my favorite part, just actually being out at the games, getting to see that for myself and see how much fun that they're having. You know, they're having a great time with their friends. They're making new friends. So. I think for sure it'd probably be the games and actually being at them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you mentioned like kind of going to the games, what do you think is like the craziest
0: thing that you've seen in a youth basketball game? Ooh. So just the skill set that some of the kids in Davis have is pretty incredible. I went in there just to kind of check in. And right when I check in, a kid does a step back dribble through the legs and drains a three. And I think he might have been eight or nine.
1: Uh, Is there anything else that you feel like we haven't touched on that you want to say?
0: I want to say a lot of the students that we have from Davis High so far that have, you know, come on our staff, that they've been awesome. And I knew they would be. We have a lot of students, not only that are, you know, working with our junior basketball program, but I do have a lot of staff from the high school that are for my summer programs. And, you know, everyone that comes from Davis here has been outstanding. And so, if you know, anyone or if you're interested, hey. Come join us. We're looking for you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Have a good one, buddy. You too. See (laughs) you. All right. Bye.
1: Next up, Sean Campbell answers the question, are youth sports too competitive?
2: Davis takes its sports seriously. That pride, especially in pre-high school sports, is good in a lot of ways. It creates community and inspires many young athletes in our community, but it also amplifies the intensity and pressure to a sometimes alarming degree, especially when it comes to younger kids. I have a lot of experience with this growing up i played everything from baseball to soccer to basketball to gymnastics i've seen a coach personally insult a 12 year old opposing player just because they had a good game for the wrong team i've seen cursing wars with referees coaches having physical confrontations with each other ejections parents yelling at crying players on the bleachers and for what what kind of example does that set for the kids why do we allow these coaching figures who serve as such role models for the kids Get away with stuff like this. And what about the parents? What kind of environment does that create? You could argue it creates a real-world competitive environment. But why do these kids need that exposure through youth sports? This age range, from 6 to 12, is maybe the only time in their lives children can just have fun, with no stakes, be outside, and not be stressed out by results. If the adults around them are taking these games and their abilities so seriously, why wouldn't they? It could be said that these competitive youth teams better prepare athletes for high school, which is true, but most of these kids aren't going to make it that far, and those that do are more likely to be burnt out due to a phenomena called early sports specialization, where young athletes commit to one sport earlier at the cost of any number of other activities. The environmental pressure forces early sports specialization to be able to be competitive at the high school level, because everyone else is also doing those extra practices and expensive trainings. It creates a scenario where 12-year-olds have to lock themselves into one sport or another before they figure out who they really are or what they enjoy, which creates mental and physical problems down the road, according to a study done by Emory University sports medicine professor Niru Giyanti. His findings concluded that early sports specialization, specifically in early to mid-childhood, leads to higher rates of injury, increased psychological stress, and increases the odds of quitting sports at a young age. This intensity cycle takes away the kids' ability to figure out what they want to be, which is the most important part of these developmental years, and makes them vulnerable to psychological and physical issues that could plague them the rest of their lives. For The New Cycle, this is Sean Campbell.
1: Finally, Boyon Choi digs into referees at the youth sports and high school level, and the challenges that they face.
3: It's spring, meaning sports season is here and games are fully up and running. Each team player and coach is vital to a team's success. However, a key member to a game is often left out, the referee. Uh,
0: I had two boys. They were twins, and they were both involved in sports at Davis High, and when they went off to college, I was bored. <laughs> and so I, I um, decided just to start umpiring at Davis Little League.
3: My dad was umpiring, and I was really interested in that, and so when I was nine... Um, I got offered a chance to start umpiring um, for a really young age of, um, of players, and um, I've been umpiring ever since. That was Tom Wendell and Sam Zavad. Many students have played a sport before, but what does it mean to be a referee or umpire?
0: Confidence, the ability to work through tough situations with adults.
3: Being able to make decisions on the fly is pretty important. Definitely learning from mistakes is a big one. Um, you know, we've all made bad calls and and I promise you no umpire will make the same bad call twice Although taxing refereeing does come with its benefits.
0: I enjoy heading over to little league field and um, And we've tried to make it fun for the kids And I think they do enjoy it and have a good time doing it and working together They'd go out and take games and they they know each other They know where the positioning is and it's fun to watch them grow
3: Not only is it something fun it connects people. It brings people together. Sophomore Mohammed Regid, a soccer referee, knows this well.
1: I love the games that I ref with my my dad. It's fun because I like I already know my dad, so like I like it. When I, I usually when I'm
3: at home with my dad, I talk a lot about refereeing. I talk a lot about soccer. We're like we're a big soccer family. And that's what sports is all about: making connections. And referees are what help keep sports going. For the News Cycle, this is Poyon Choi.
1: And that's a wrap for today's episode. The New Cycle is a production of the Blue Devil Hub in association with the Davis Enterprise. Daniel Ruiz Jimenez writes our theme music, the program is hosted and produced by Rowan Rising and Noah Meyer. Today's episode was produced and hosted by Noah Meyer. Our executive producer is Sean Campbell. We're trying to grow our listener base. Don't hesitate to share the new cycle with your friends, subscribe to the show where you ever your podcast, visit us on the web at thebluedevilhub.com, and check out our social media account. We're on Instagram at Blue Devil Hub, and on Facebook at the Blue Devil Hub. Don't miss our radio broadcasts Monday at 5 and Tuesday at noon on 95.7 KDRT. Have a good week, and we'll see you next time.